0: Welcome to Hear Me, My Voice, My Story, a post-conviction victim services podcast. These podcasts were produced by the State of Hawaii Crime Victim Compensation Commission. The opinions, findings, and conclusions or recommendations expressed in these podcasts are those of the contributors and do not necessarily represent the official position or policies of the Hawaii Department of Public Safety, the Hawaii Paroling Authority, the Crime Victim Compensation Commission, the State of Hawaii Department of the Attorney General, or the U.S. Department of justice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to Hear Me,
1: the post-conviction victim services podcast produced by the Hawaii Crime Victim Compensation Commission in cooperation with the Hawaii Paroling Authority. The purpose of the Hear Me podcast is to bring awareness to justice professionals, advocates, victims, survivors, and communities about the opportunities for victim survivors to participate in post-conviction processes that affect their safety and their healing journey. In today's episode, we're going to learn about the Restitution and Victim Services Program. The Department of Public Safety, Restitution and Victim Services Office provides information, support, and referral assistance to crime victims and the general public. So excited today to learn a little bit more about this incredible program and all the different services that they provide. We're so very fortunate today to have two RAVS restitution specialists with us. Tani Didasco has been with PSD for the past 17 years in various positions and Nettie Arias has also been with Public Safety since 2000. So we just can't wait to hear a little bit more about them and to have them share their expertise with us. So I'm going to toss it to you, Don, and um, you can help us learn a little bit more about our guests today.
2: Yes, hi. Yeah, we're definitely excited to have Tani and Nettie with us today. I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves and tell us how you came into the position and your long history together, because I know you guys have worked together for some time. So, Tani, if you want to go first. Hello.
3: Um,
2: hi, I'm Tani
0: Didasko. Um I've actually been with the Department of Public Safety for, I just made 17 years, um, with uh, my coworker worker Nettie. Uh, we actually started in offender management, which... For the bulk of our career here has been dealing mostly with inmates and, you know, everything to do with the inmate while they're in custody. So uh, having the opportunity to, within the last several years, join restitution and victim services, um, it's kind of been just different. can be challenging, but very different to try to see the perspective um, on the other side of the spectrum, um, de- um, dealing with everything victims.
2: Yeah. And Netty, why don't you let us know how you came into the position and your history with victim advocacy and, and public safety?
3: Aloha, everyone. Thank you very much uh, for the introduction. And I uh, just wanted to also um, introduce myself, I'm Nettie Arias. I'm completing my 21st year with the Department of Public Safety. I've been in various um, positions here and recently was the uh, prior to me coming to to the Ravs. I was actually at CVCC and I was the restitution specialist there from 2013 to 2018, just before um, getting heading over to the Ravs. and um, and pretty much what I enjoy doing, or how I got into this, uh, or more offender management closed, like Tani, both she and I went out and I went to CVCC and I started learning more about um, victims on the other side, because for the most part of my career, I worked on the offender side, working with the victims on the victim side has a totally different perspective. And I actually um, enjoy now sharing uh, and and giving information to the victims and, and helping them along their journey, because um, we've learned, I learned both on offender side and the victim side. And, and I've enjoyed it um, all these years. Since working with CVCC, I've learned a little bit more. So um, that's where uh, my background comes from.
2: Thank you. So you guys have a long history with the criminal justice system, which is great, so you really can guide our victims of crime through that process in a meaningful way. So I appreciate having you guys here and supporting um, the people that come through. So thanks for introducing yourselves. So I wanted to just start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about the program, um, what they can provide to the victims of crime and their family members during the post-conviction process specifically, such as what are the goals, what is kind of your mission um, as the RAVS program? Uh, So our RAVS
0: um, unit had actually started, we wanted to kind of go along the lines of the rest of the country, having victim services within corrections themselves um, to kind of give Victims more, uh, I guess they keep calling it a seamless source of support and services throughout the criminal justice process, pre-trial and then us post-conviction um, that we didn't have a lot or maybe any kind of victim services for a very long time. What we started with was with restitution actually um, was the main part of it. You know, collecting more restitution, going along, I guess, changing the law so that we are allowed to uh, changes the way that we were allowed to collect within the facilities um, to then turn around and get the restitution back to victims as they weren't weren't being provided um, before. And then now we just started to, we, we wanted to see what, how else we could expand um, whether it's just let people know that we have seven, um, the automated, notifications to let victims know the custody statuses of our inmates. Also, just they can just they can call us and ask us questions about, hey, what, you know, I heard he's back in or just anything to do with while the defendant is in custody with us. Um, we can help them with that information as well as while they're on parole. we um, miss anything else? Ned?
3: Yeah, um, actually, everything that she's, you know, said, that's uh, that what our office is doing. We also, you know, we provide any type of information, support, referral services to the crime victims and the general public. We're also responsible for processing the court order restitution deductions um, from inmates while they are incarcerated. We work very closely with the correctional facilities, uh, we to ensure that the restitution is sent into uh, CVCC or the Crime Victim Compensation Commission for payments to victims, and so that we they get that out on time. And any funds that we can collect and get it to the victims um, for us is most important.
0: So,
1: can you tell us a little bit about how people find out about your program? And how do they get referred to you?
0: Sure. Um, Sometimes we do get referrals directly from victim witness Kukua um, through the prosecutor's office. Um, they're usually the first kind of step or the first type of support that they receive during the pre-trial phase. Um, a lot of times, their advocates will reach out to us first to ask questions for their client. Once they the inmate is sentenced, um, they do sign up for fine link or seven, usually the victim witness will suggest that or um, show them, at least tell them what it's about. Um, So then when they do get those notifications throughout the inmates custody, they'll be moving around, transferring facilities. They'll be getting notifications sent automatically to them. And then that's when they usually call the main line on the notification, which is our RAVS line. And that's where we actually get the majority A lot, I would say, majority of our contact with the victims um, is through the Savin link. They'll call. They want to clarify what does this say? You know, it's saying that he was released or they just want to clarify what exactly their notification meant and then answer any questions that they do have. We we do also send out mailers from time to time, um, uh, combined with. CVCC um, throughout for the restitution payments, or if if it's through their checks that they receive, sometimes we'll stick a little little blurb or a little kind of let us let them remind them that we're here for any assistance.
2: Talk a lot about people call in. What do you what would you say are like the top three things that people call your hotline for? What kind of services are they typically looking for?
3: Majority of the calls that we receive are uh, calls for restitution, and custody, uh, whether they they want to know if uh, victims want to know if they're actually still in custody, and um, and any type of notification through the state automated victim information notification, um, they want to know when they're transferring or any questions through the seven uh, system. Um, the other. Questions, uh, the other calls that we generally get would, would be for uh, refer questions for could be anything, judicial process. It, there could be questions that we just don't know. Um, a lot of them are, um, you know, about the paroling process or their minimum or their Hawaii paroling, uh, the Hawaii paroling authorities process. Sometimes we will get we receive calls for just anything and in HPA how paroling the minimums or paroles, and uh, we're not able to give them a, lot, a whole lot of information. So what we'll do is we'll refer them to our partners uh, over at the uh, post conviction advocacy program, and they will be able to get that information. We transfer we we refer our, our calls you know to that. Uh, program that way they'll be able to uh, identify their needs and complete their their phone calls.
2: Yes and we super appreciate that handoff from you guys and the partnership that we've been able to develop and it allows the victim the victims needs to be supported all the way throughout there's no real gap so that's that's a huge piece to our teamwork over here at PSD.
1: So Nettie and Tani, can you guys share with us maybe some unique aspect of your program or an aspect of your program that maybe most listening wouldn't know about?
0: I'm not sure if victims know or if they are being harassed by inmates while they're in custody. Uh, There's... They're- um, receiving unwanted phone calls or letters or stuff that they're not supposed to be, they can actually contact us and we can assist them in getting cease and desist orders um, placed on the inmates while they're in custody where they're not allowed any contact out.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that is a a unique aspect to your program and um, something that isn't being addressed other ways. So I'm glad that you guys are there for them. You know, you talk a lot about restitution. And I know for me, when I first started the position, I wasn't quite sure what what that meant. Can you kind of explain in layman's terms what restitution is to those folks that have never had to deal with it or heard about it before?
3: Yeah. So the restitution is what the court orders when the offender is actually sentenced. And um, the victims uh, are named, generally named in in the order. What we'll do is once we receive the orders, we We automatically just put it right into our system and we start collecting it. We'll get calls. A lot of the times the victims will call us. They have no idea what the process is. Once the court is, once they're sentenced, they just know their sentence and that's it. Now, the collections process, they don't know we're behind the scenes already starting this collection. So if the inmates receive uh, deposits or they're on payroll, they started a new job. They're getting monies for this. So what we're doing is we're automatically collecting it. Once we put it in our system, each month I work directly with the facilities and we collect all of the monies that he's, if he gets $200 a month, we collect 25% of that. If he gets payroll, we get 25% of that too. And a lot of them want to know what's the next step for them. We ensure that we have their, their um, correct address or correct, Name And so that we can make the checks payable to them. I also work with uh, CVCC. So there's the facilities, there's RAVS and there's the the, uh, CVCC. We just ensure that the money comes from the facilities and goes directly to CVCC. CVCC is responsible to pay out to the victims. Many victims don't know that process. So we've been here to help them just kind of getting them along and understanding the process better
2: you know if i were a victim my first question would be when do i get paid when is my check coming to me is this like an automatic thing do i have to wait if i'm a victim of crime what does that timeline look like um, to get reimbursed
3: well i tell you we, that's the that's the biggest question they want to know is when they're getting paid there so what we do is um the, how how hawaii law is is as long as there's We're collected up to $25. We pay them out every single month. So anything $25 or more, it gets paid out. If the collection is $12.50 for this month and next month is $12.50, it'll come the next following month. So anything under $25, we don't pay out each month. But anything over $25, they will definitely get a check. And so it's every month they'll get a check. If there's a deposit of $100, we'd be sending them $25 every single month. So as long as it reaches $25, we'll we'll be sending. They can be expecting to receive uh, a a check every month.
2: Thank you for clarifying that, because I know that would be my whole thing. yeah Absolutely. it would be and you know I, I think too
1: one of the things that we oftentimes forget is that the money is very important to many of the victims and survivors but there's that accountability piece that is just as important that somebody is holding them accountable and i just i'm i'm i just think it is just such an amazing thing that you and your program are doing because you're both helping with the financial needs that people have but you're also a really important piece of that accountability and that's just it's it's just so important one question i would have Don and I have talked a lot about this. We talked with some of our other guests that we've interviewed, but I know that Hawaii is really focused a lot on really working toward this warm handoff that we call it, right? It's if a victim needs a warm handoff because they've moved to the next stage of the system. Maybe if one of you could talk a little bit just about what does that warm handoff look like once a victim moves to the next stage of the criminal justice system? Just a system just with your program.
0: OK, yeah. So um, when if there's ever a question or maybe a service that I can't provide um, and I know the hands of the people that can uh, provide it for them, I'll actually ask the victim if it's all right. If I go ahead and have someone call them, I'll let them know who they are and where they're from and what they can possibly try and help them with. Um, and they're usually really, really warm to that. They'll... Um, They'll be like, thank you. I'm, I don't like do the calling. I like you call everybody for me. And so, um, I'll do that. And then I'll usually give a call, say if it's done at post-conviction uh, advo- advocacy program, or if it's even back to the victim witness service, I'll usually call them, give them a, a brief of what um, this victim's kind of story or background is about, um, and then ask, tell them what they do need assistance with. And then I'll ask if they can give the victim a call back. Um, and usually they do, and we kind of go about it that way just to often instead of just transferring and hanging up.
2: Yeah, and I love that we are able to just pick up the phone or walk down the hallway and say, hey, I have this person I want to hand off to you. Can you pick up the phone? Can we do a three-way conference call? We've done Teams meetings, Zoom meetings to kind of introduce and make that victim really feel safe and comfortable in that handoff. And it's not this weird random person that they're talking to. It's someone that we all trust and, and are ready for. So I super appreciate that and I think the victims do too. Um, That's definitely the feedback I get. And speaking of feedback, um, if victims have a question or they have some ideas or thoughts about how the criminal justice process is going, how would they provide feedback about either your program or anyone's program?
3: Yeah, so um, they can always definitely give us a call. You know, um, our number is eight zero eight five eight seven two five five zero. We actually we welcome a lot of feedback. we welcome any questions that they need help with, any information they want to share with us or give a, give to us. Um, we also have email uh, that's ravs-dps at hawaii.gov. Uh, they can definitely contact us through email. We also have an online survey that they can also uh, share information there. That's Important to us, and that's on the uh, DPS, the Department of Public Safety's website, dps.hawaii.gov. And if you look on to our um, on that website, you'll see revs, and click right onto that, and the, the information will open, and um, they can just get, get right onto that uh, survey and give us feedback. You know, we we are here to help. We're here to offer any type of assistance they may need and any questions they have, even with the judicial process. Please let us know how we how we be able to assist. We are here.
1: Wow, this is simply amazing. And in fact, you two are simply amazing. So Nettie and Tani, one of the things that we like to do with these podcasts is really to leave our listeners with a call to action, something that they can do right now. So as you think about that, is there something that our listeners today can do to either take action with their own healing journey um, when it comes to your program, or if they are supporting somebody who's a victim or a survivor, is there something that those in a support role can do to um, right now to help in that journey?
0: Good question. I would say to anyone out there to just be aware, especially now nowadays through the pandemic, um, there's been just so much person, I mean, personal and uh, violent inflicting crime on on the public. And if you are just like that bystander, or just be aware and an extra eye to be able to help be a voice for things that's happening around the community um i would say that's something we can all do
3: i agree yeah be very vigilant um and get involved you know get involved see something say something um make make that call you know um you can remain anonymous uh too and a lot of the phone calls you can contact and just just give us a call there's there's a lot of ways now a lot of contact with via telephone or cell phones mm-hmm. um online social just, media yeah mm-hmm. exactly so we're, we're out there you know just give us a call if you need any help assistance
2: yes thank you for sharing and i just want to look back around real quick um before we end this conversation and see if there's anything that we missed or anything else you want to make sure our listeners know about you guys and the fantastic rabs program
0: um I don't think I have too much else to share. I'm just getting excited to um, be working as a close knit team with CVCC and post conviction advocacy, just expand our services in any way we can.
3: I agree. Yeah, um, we're excited to um, continue this, uh, assist, you know, helping and assisting anyone. Uh, we're look, looking forward to the new, um, new pod. I mean, additional podcasts and and doing any feedbacks we can, and that way we'd be able to, you know, get our our name out there and and uh, help it and just be able to support any types of, you know, victim of crime.
1: Great. Again, this has been just incredible. Um, I'm just wondering if you can share one more time with our listeners what the best way to reach you is.
0: Yes, they can call. Our number is 808-587-2550. They can also go to our website, www.dps.hawaii.gov RAVS, or they can email us at RAVS, that's R-A-V-S dash D-P-S at hawaii.gov.
2: I love that you guys just want to be out there and help any way you can. Um, So remember, listeners, we rise by lifting others. Be present, be active, And be educated. Tune in with us for our next amazing podcast where we will be highlighting the SAVIN program, the statewide automated victim notification system. That's
1: all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Remember, the goal of this podcast is to both inform and provide an opportunity for justice professionals, advocates, victims and survivors to have a voice. So please consider bringing your voice, ideas, experiences, or stories to us so we can include you. If you have a question about something you heard today, or an idea for a future episode, or if you have an idea for a guest that you'd like to suggest, or would like to be a guest yourself, please contact us at Advocate at hawaii.gov or at 808-358-8538. Remember, we would love to hear from you.